last Thursday, Prairie Valley went back to school. This week, here in the city, Regina Public and Catholic Schools all returned to school. And we returned to uh, the cold stuff. For weeks, we've been driving past bare lawns, snow-free pastures, sidewalks we never felt were dangerous because there was no ice hidden beneath the fresh snow. That's all changed this morning. In fact, you probably have more snow this morning to brush off the vehicle and shovel off the driveway than you did all weekend. It was far from backbreaking shoveling on the weekend, that little snow we got there. But uh, this morning, I think we've had a good uh, inch and a half or a little more than that, at least here in Regina. I don't know what it's like where you live, but you can always text me anytime this morning, one 7275 But uh, hope you had a good weekend. Most everyone I've spoken to here at the office said, ah, it was pretty quiet. Mine certainly was. I barbecued at one point, but watched a lot of football yesterday. Laid on the couch a lot. I started watching that Barbie movie finally. Haven't quite finished it. I got too sleepy Saturday night on the couch. But I did think the movie was was quite clever. Looking forward to watching the rest of it. It uh, won a few awards at the Golden Globes. Last night, I'll get to that. Yes, the award season is back. Not the many watch. Those award shows seem to really have uh, become insignificant over the last few years. But still, there were some, uh, well, comical moments that were meant to be comical, but turned out to be, well, got quite hostile on uh, social media last night. More on that coming up from the Golden Globes here in a few But back to the NFL yesterday, the wild card weekend is now set after the regular season came to an end. The Bills last night taking on the Dolphins, the last game of the regular season to watch. And the Dolphins tried to come back on a drive with under 90 seconds to go, but... They got the AFC East title for the fourth straight season, the Bills. Dolphins beaten 21-14. to It wasn't that uh, great of a game by no means, but uh, that's kind of what happens, right? When you know that they're both going to be in it, and they're, it's important to see who would clinch the AFC East title, no doubt about it. But the Bills, who didn't clinch a playoff berth until Tennessee beat Jacksonville earlier, will host seventh-seeded Pittsburgh in the wild-card round on Sunday. What a remarkable story, though, right? Buffalo was like 5-5 five and five in mid-November. They faced pretty extreme odds to make the playoffs, but then they go ahead and they win five straight, six of seven to get there. Their defense has been a huge reason why, but I don't know. I'm kind of a secretly a Bills fan, so I'm glad they made it. Miami fell to the sixth seed and will play at AFC West. The champion, of course, Kansas City on Saturday night. That'll be a good one, too. My Cowboys, though, clinched the NFC East because uh, they easily won, and uh, they're going to play uh, Green Bay, led by Jordan Love. Rams will face Detroit. The Eagles will travel to Tampa Bay, and the Browns are off to Houston, where a lot of eagle-eyed fans caught something uh, during that Houston win over Indy. Yeah, that was... Uh, former Ryder head coach Danny Barrett there on the sideline. He has been a running back coach in Houston for the last... Six seasons now.
Well, it's kind of like a big uh, conveyor belt of cold weather being brought our way, and not even hitting that big red button to stop it from coming uh, can help right now. And boy, we are going to uh, going to be really shocked <laughs> after what we've experienced the last few weeks. There's fresh snow again on the ground this morning to sweep off the vehicle or shovel a little. I'm uh, I'm thinking it's got to be a good inch and a half, maybe a little more that came overnight here too. As we uh, get back to normal, I think, this week, it was uh, seemingly a quiet weekend. Well, if you have kids in extracurricular activities, you probably spent some time at the rink. But today we get back to work, back to school for everyone. Bit of a regular routine coming up now with the holidays out of the way. And uh, also slightly depressed, probably, because the cold weather. And we are over the holidays now. There's always that feeling of, ugh. Dang. What is the next big break? I guess it won't be till what, February? Family day? Kids these days, they'll get some time off before then, I'm sure. Don't parents always say that? Man, you guys get way more time off than we ever did. Want to give a shout out to uh, Arlo Sport Ventures Outdoor Hockey League, who had a free skate on Saturday to launch their new season. That league is set up to help families get their kids into hockey, even if there are some financial barriers they can't quite overcome on their own. It's so cool. There are so many newcomers in our province now and here in our community that are stepping on the ice for the first time thanks to this outdoor hockey league. It's really cool. 375 players, I hear, are registered this year to play. That's a record number. So they got something like 16 teams who will uh, mostly use the outdoor hockey rinks, right? However, occasionally, the Cooperator Center donates ice time and moves them inside to get that experience. And the Regina Pats often support the league, too. In fact, some of the players, if not the whole team, occasionally pop into practices to show the kids a thing or two. And you might remember last year, the Pats met some kids who had no clue they were coming when they practiced on that rink that was Outside the uh, legislature uh, last year on Wascana Lake, remember that? And then there was that evening, and it was pretty cold, but the Pats showed up, big bus pulls up, the kids are out practicing, and off comes Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats to practice. That was a pretty cool moment. So uh, kudos to the uh, Arlo Sport Ventures Outdoor Hockey League for being such a success, even though it's just underway now, but it's nice to see that it's still working. Speaking of Connor Bedard, the whole hockey world talking about that hit from last Friday, he got hurt when he was leveled by New Jersey defenseman Brendan Smith in Friday night's 4-2 loss to the Devils. He, Smith was not penalized on the play. And if, if you go in with an open mind and have a look, even Blackhawks coach Luke Richardson said later, it was just a freaky thing. But, man, it was scary. Oh, watch right here as Bedard. He's got such... Slick hands, and there he makes a move right there. No, it, it, it looks like Brendan Smith just steps up and, and catches him. Yes, he ends up getting him in the mouth area. That's clean. That, that, that's yeah. clean. The, the, the elbow's down. The follow-through or just the impact kind of maybe clipped him in the mouth where Bernard was a little shaken up, and you hope he's okay. But here comes Nick Foligno to the aid of the young star. And yeah, Nick Foligno went in, and uh, eventually he had to leave the game, too. He had a fractured left finger after he got into a fight defending Connor through the game. But uh, Bedard now on the injured reserve list with a broken jaw, and they've not yet said for how long he's going to be out. And it's really quite too bad, right, because he was having such an impressive year. He was leading all NHL rookies with a team-high 15 goals, 18 assists in 39 games, on pace for 77 points. 
in his first season. And now this injury takes him out of, well, the team's upcoming game at his hometown of Vancouver on the 22nd. I know a lot of people who had planned to drive to Calgary for the game there against uh, the Flames on the 27th, who might be wanting to sell their tickets now. Plus, he's going to miss the All-Star game next month in Toronto, too. As for the top of the NHL, Kevin Martell reminded me this morning when I came in, look who's on top for the first time in ages. The Winnipeg Jets. They lead the league right now. 56 points. But I must point out the Oilers won again Saturday night. They now have scratched their way back after two months of scratching and clawing. They're back in a playoff spot. Our Regina Pats beat Victoria 2-1 in overtime on the weekend. Snapped a seven-game losing skid. And uh, next, they're going to play Calgary on Friday night at the Brant. Oh, and Saturday night, the Moose Jaw Warriors down 6-1 early in the third. Scoring five straight goals to tie the game 6-6 in Swift Current, but they fell 7-6 in the end. But uh, that loss snaps a five-game winning streak the Warriors had going, too. Back to the books today. School is on again. And in a couple of weeks from now, high schools will be writing midterms. Of course, we're waiting for the teachers in the province to come together for a deal and make it work. Uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. We're still waiting on that conciliators report. And then I bet after midterms, that's when the teachers uh, will uh, probably take some moves to eliminate extracurricular activities. I don't know for sure. I know my youngest said their teacher was kind of suggesting that might be the case. Prepare. They're kind of preparing students, I think. But we'll wait and see what happens there. And uh, some snowfall and cold weather coming our way here. We've had uh, at least two and a half to three centimeters overnight, a good inch and a half. And uh, you're going to be probably cursing as the cold weather returns this week. Give it a few days. We're going to be talking about overnight lows of minus 33. You know, it was just last week we were in awe and shock of that jet landing and hitting another plane, catching fire immediately, skidding on its belly across the runway to stop at that Tokyo runway where almost 400 people were on board that jet and uh, all got out of there safely, although that small plane had hit. There were some deaths there, but uh, now there's this on Friday an Alaska Airlines flight returned to Portland, Oregon after take off because a big piece of the side of the plane broke off. Many described it as a refrigerator-sized hole. Technically, it was a mid-cabin door plug, an optional emergency exit that can be added, but this plane had it permanently plugged so that it just looked like a normal side panel with a window, but that's what apparently failed. And the cabin became depressurized, the oxygen mask came dropping down, The pilots were busy asking for an emergency landing. Thankfully, it was successful. All crew members and 171 passengers on board made it. A few minor injuries, but nothing serious. And in response, the FAA, which controls the uh, 
The airlines in the U.S. forced airlines to ground all Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft for additional inspections. And they say this is precautionary, but it's worth pointing out that these are the same planes that were in the news, what, five years ago, 2018, 2019, shortly after being introduced, two Boeing 737 MAX 8 planes crashed, killing everyone on board. And uh, one was that Indonesian flight that, and the other was the Ethiopian flight. The safety issues in those cases had nothing to do with this plugged door situation the other night, but uh, 737 MAX planes, for the most part, have had an excellent record over the last few years. Here's one passenger on the flight, Evan Smith, talking about it. It was about as wide as a refrigerator and about as high as two-thirds of a refrigerator in height. There was a really loud bang towards the left rear of the plane and a whooshy noise and all the air masks dropped. Just kind of sit there's not anything I have any control over. And it's just wait and see what happens. There's a lot of video from within the cabin being shared now online. And boy, when you're in a scary situation like that, it's almost eerie silence as people are just waiting, hoping, and probably white-knuckling, holding on to the armrests, that everything's going to be okay because you can see the the city skyline below through that giant hole. It must have been awful. And hearing this one also makes me more confident in keeping my seatbelt on and snug. Thankfully, no one was sitting in the seat next to the window either, but uh, the feds are now asking for people's help to find the actual door chunk that blew off. Some people have found passenger phones that got sucked out of the window. They haven't found the door yet, though. Well, the award season has begun. Last night, the 81st annual Golden Globe Award. For best male supporting actor in any motion picture. Robert Downey Jr. For best performance in stand-up comedy on television. Ricky Gervais. For female actor, television series, musical, or comedy. Ayo Adebri. Best performance by a male actor in a television series, drama. Kieran Culkin. For best director of a motion picture. Christopher Nolan. For the best performance by a female actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Emma Stone. Best performance by a male actor in a motion picture drama. Killian Murphy. Best television series, musical, or comedy. The Bear. For female actor, television series, drama. Sarah Snook. Best TV series drama. Succession. A male actor in a motion picture. Paul Paul Giamatti. Best performance by a female actor in a motion picture drama. Lily Gladstone. Best motion picture drama. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. She's still doing it, Oprah. She still does her Oprah thing there. And the bear one. Uh, That's the series on Disney Plus. Everyone tells me that's so great. I had uh, put to rest Disney Plus a while back just to save a little. And uh, might bring it back because I keep hearing that uh, people love that show. It was hosted last night at the Golden Globes. Now, gone is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. I should tell you that first. That weird uh, cabal of foreign journalists who love nothing more than accepting gifts and hobnobbing with the talent. That shadowy outfit disbanded last year in wake of a scandal. And now the Golden Globes are owned by Dick Clark Productions, who give you the New Year's Eve ball from New York programming and all that kind of stuff. Anyhow, they uh, had a host by the name of Joe, Joe Coy. He's a Hollywood entertainment host turned comedian who admittedly is a last-minute hire to do this show. Only a couple of weeks ago, he got the gig after a number of other critics, like Chris Rock even, were turning the, the show down. 
Coy did a joke that ended with a camera shot of Taylor Swift. She was sipping champagne, not laughing to this. As you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to here. Sorry about that. Uh, the secondary laugh. Came from the audience who saw Taylor on the big screen after the joke, not looking amused. I think she was kind of just deadpanning. Some people uh, got mad on social media about that, but he kept trying with jokes. I loved Oppenheimer. I just, I just got one complaint. Needed another hour. <laughs> so I felt like it needed some more backstory. Yeah, that was I actually liked. Anyhow, that's for the awards. Oppenheimer won Best Motion Picture. Uh, uh, Cillian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., and Christopher Nolan took home individual individual awards for the movie. Uh, Lily Gladstone, as you heard with Kevin there, won for Killers of the Flower Moon, which is almost as long as Oppenheimer, I think, if not longer. Uh, Barbie lost out to Poor Things for Best Musical, as you heard, or Comedy Film, but did win the new award for Cinematic and Box Office Achievement. Emma Stone said thank you. And last but not least, thank you so much to the Golden Globes for creating an award that celebrates movie fans. This is a movie about Barbie, but it's also a movie about humans. We made it, it's about you. We made it for you and we made it with love and thank you for loving it back. Yeah. <laughs> and as you heard too, HBO Succession was named Best TV Drama. There's another show that everyone says is so great. I've got so much to, to catch up on now that it's turning cold, I guess. I'll, I'll get to that. Hey, a few other television notes, not related to the Golden Globes, but noteworthy. The White Lotus. I love those seasons, season one and two. Season three, led by Parker Posey, will begin filming next month in Thailand. And uh, a third season of Big Little Liars apparently in the works, too. That's according to not only Nicole Kidman, who kind of dropped that nugget a day or two, but a uh, day or two ago, but Reese Witherspoon last night on the red carpet. Yes. Big Little Lies season three? I mean... Confirm it. We Come are, on, I won't tell anyone. We are working on it. Yeah, Big Little Lies. That was a good one. All-star cast. I liked it. All right, coming up next half hour, my uh, good friend, David Phillips from Environment Canada, our senior climatologist, will join us with horrible news in the form of an Arctic cold front advancing into Saskatchewan. And how long will it stay? We'll find out that and more with David next half hour. 627.